0: society 13 podcast network redefining podcasts society-13.com i like to listen you want to see something really scary you bet music horror art politics and overall badass welcome Kettle Whistle Radio for real on Society 13 Networks. (laughs) And now your host, David Fairhead.
1: We are back again with Kettle Whistle Radio with an old friend, reoccurring customer. uh, You're on, all right. Uh, You want the headphones so you can hear yourself? He's tired of hearing himself, because a uh, little secret, we were recording music with John Russo, okay? Remember our old friend, Night of the Living Dead, and then some, he just had a huge premiere. And uh, now he's making music again, too, and this is exciting. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about the music yet.
0: Well, yeah, I can, I can talk about it, because, uh, well, the first thing, I wrote the script for My Uncle John as a Zombie, and as soon as I got the script on, I wrote a song called Beat 'em or Burn 'Em." I wrote the lyrics anyway. And while we were shooting, Solon sang, Harris. he plays one of the hunters trying to hunt me down and kill me.
1: Yeah, he's no stranger to these because airwaves. I play,
0: <laughs> yeah, I play Uncle John. And and I said, Solon, I said, here's the lyrics to Beat 'em or Burn 'Em." Can you take them and put some music to them and do an arrangement and record it? And he did so. That song is in the movie, but it's also, you can see it, you can hear it right now if you go to in and, and you can, um, we got 65,000 views on the, the, the trailer is edited to that song, too. Excellent. It's like, you know, beat them or burn them, shoot them in the head. Beat them or burn them, shoot them in the head. Why? <laughs> They're dead. They're all messed up. They're dead. Perfect. They're all messed up. Like that, you know, and so people really like the song. People started singing it and posting <laughs> it on YouTube. So anyway that happened. So now what we're doing today is that that um, uh we after having a preview screening of of the movie in unfinished form, it's a work in progress, but we screened it for the first time for an audience of about a hundred people at the Mad Monster convention.
1: That was in North Carolina?
0: In in South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. That's Carolina. usually in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. But this time, Evan McGar, who runs the show, just a great guy, uh, he wanted to show the movie whether it was finished or not. <laughs> and and he, I guess he couldn't get the same hotel booked, so he just went across the line in uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina, not too far from Charlotte. And it was at a convention center there, and boy, it was packed. What a great convention. I've been Pe- telling people about this
1: film for some time now. The build-up is quite... They, they hear about it every episode of Kettle Whistle Radio. Oh, good, thanks. Yeah, so I've been waiting to see when we could talk about it.
0: Well, the audience loved it, and one guy came up. He, kept, he talked for about a half hour. He said, yeah, you know, every time you were on screen, man, the whole thing picked up. He said, everybody was good, but I loved that Uncle John character. <laughs> and so I play Uncle John. The idea is that... Uh, I'm a zombie, and my niece and nephew, played by Gary Vincent in and Sci-Fi, and they have kept me alive for 40 years and secretly feeding me. And you know what? They'd have to feed me. Of course. <laughs> and they, then they bring me out into public to advocate for zombie rights. And then this guy running a zombie hunting camp, that's Chuck Corby, who's in my movie The Mob Boss and the Soul Singer. And we've had him here, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chuck, and Chuck runs the zombie camp, and so... He gets the idea that I get world famous because, you know, I'm a zombie I can walk and talk and and uh, and Chuck uh, kidnaps me. He has his henchmen kidnap me and then they're going to they have to pay big money for the privilege of hunting me down. And the whole film builds to this zany action packed climax, as they say.
1: And and there's then, quite a few people in this film, too quite a few yeah i mean yeah you had some well, it's about
0: uh, over a hundred people with all the extras, zombies zombie hunters and then we have mm-hmm. w Rashawn, sarah yes. french solon sangaris gary vincent dave dave gets shot in the head yeah don't? yeah he gets <laughs> shot in the head
1: he directed me i've been talking about my death scene i'm very proud of that and uh do you remember what you said to me no well, it's becoming lore now on this show uh dave you're stupid. You're a zombie. You can do this. <laughs> yeah, because it took three takes, and I, I yeah. ruined uh, I ruined two takes, and then uh, and the blood capsule that shot out in the back of my head. They had wasted three of those. I think that's no big deal. But Luke. it was fun.
0: I mean, it's a movie. You know, you have to retake. Just like yeah, we had to retake now. So anyway, we had a passage that needed a song, and I was clowning around when we did uh, commentary tracks for Anchor Bay. A few years ago, and I was messing around. I was—I'm always the one that makes people laugh at conventions or whatever. So mm-hmm. that's why I thought I could play this Uncle Uncle John character. And you know, Heinzman, Bill Heinzman, who he passed away a couple of years ago from cancer, but he mm-hmm. was telling me what a kick he got out of me doing uh zom 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 zombie dooby zom 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 zombie do. I was parodying the old. uh,
1: Come He'll, go with me.
0: Come go with me. And those guys were, you know, the Dell Vikings. They were, they were stationed at a, at, a, at an Air Force base here in Pittsburgh, and actually came to perform at my high school when I was uh, a senior. And then we, and then they started dancing that to uh, Jitterbug Mary or something. Jitterbug Mary, um, and they would pretend that there was one of them got a c and they were in their Air, Air Force uniforms. And so that one of them's dancing like crazy, and 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 you know, like he's having a fit, and he throw, and it's because there's he has a cootie on him, and <laughs> he cootie. threw the cootie on another Del Viking, and then that one had the cooties, and he's dancing all spastically like he's been hexed, and then and so guess what, the uh, the uh, pla- the principal stopped the show. <laughs> Stop the show! That was too suggestive.
1: Too many cooties.
0: Too suggestive. The way they were moving, with that cootie on them. And so, man, kids came out in the hall and busted the, you know, the fire extinguishers and busted to set the alarm off, and we had to get out of the building. It was all. But we were so disappointed. That they the Dell Vikings couldn't finish their show.
1: Yeah, well, even back then. Huh? The rock and roll just always has a way of uh, provoking mm-hmm. things like that. But I, that's what it's all about. And now yeah. you're back into the music thing again. And I got to hear it firsthand. And uh, it's going to go to mixing. we got Salon putting some music together. And uh, when do you think people are going to hear this? Are they going to hear it with the DVD or a CD? We're
0: going to release, uh, you know, we're going to, just like the trailer, we we'll are probably repost re- the trailer because people love that song in the trailer, and we got sixty-five thousand views in the first five days, and so we'll repost that, and then we're going to post clips from the Uncle John movie because they're so funny. We have so many funny bits. Like at one point, Uncle John get, goes through a complete physical, <laughs> and uh, it's decided that even though his blood is coagulated in his veins, that he he still is a re- he's a real zombie, but he can talk and. Uh, He's very intellectual. Very intellectual. (laughs) So, you know, there's things like that. And so we might put a piece of this Zom, Zom, Zombie Doobie song in there and uh, that's what we got done recording today.
1: So, yeah, I I got to hear that and one other one, but we'll talk about that some other time. Maybe we'll premiere it on here at some point. Yeah, sure. Um, So the the premiere went well. Uh, I heard you you were telling me there was some drama on the way down, though.
0: (laughs) Oh, we had, we had, uh, we. it's, the weekend started out really bad, and it's in line with my, my first law of life is that, everything happens for maximum inconvenience. <laughs> and mostly what I'm talking about is like and all, I'm sure all of you out there listening know this. If if you have time to do three tasks, if they would happen in a reasonable time frame, you could get them all done and still have time to relax and do whatever you have to do. But no, something will happen with the scheduling that all three have to be done at once to the same deadline, right? And now you're killing yourself and you're up all hours. Well, this trip down there was like that. It was everything happening for maximum inconvenience. Like, I drove to Clarksburg to Gary Vincent's house because he got this inexpensive air flight. I drove down there with Ray Soborowski, who is one of the zombie hunters, too in the in the film. And then we get to the airport and we go through security and then the plane comes in and it's supposed to take off for Rock Hill, South Carolina and and they and the plane's grounded because four screws fell out of the engine. Oh my god, uh, when the hell does that happen? <laughs> Never. Four screws fall out of the engine. So they locked us into the security area so we couldn't wander around and, you know, if we had bombs or something. So then we had to. Well, we better start driving because they may never replace these engine screws, and that meant we had to go back to Gary's house, get in his SUV, and drive 400 miles. 400 miles. And still oh, make it in time for the screening. Oh, and, and 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 then so one girl, one young woman, was watching this whole airport. She was the receptionist, and she was you know she goes and gets the luggage cart. Wheels it out to the plane, climbs up into the luggage compartment of the plane, and and drags our luggage out and puts it on the cart and gets it to us so we can then drive to Rock Hill. Holy that, smokes! That's how that started. Then two of my fraternity brothers, one I see pretty often, the other I hadn't seen for 30 years. He come, he flies in for the screening of the movie, and he falls and breaks his hip and ends up in the hospital. Oh, man, so. Well, you know, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how'd you like the play? That, <laughs> that's how the weekend was going. But down, everybody loved the movie, and, you know, we signed tons of autographs and and all that. So. Awesome.
1: Yeah, well, how how and when are people going to see it again? When's the next? Uh... Well,
0: we, not, we have to do the last uh, bit of uh, tweaking on the picture and sound, and the sound's being finalized at Skywalker Ranch by a friend of mine. Brian Chumney who works there on Star Wars and Jarhead and hmm. a lot of their big productions. So we're fortunate that Brian is doing this for us. That has all has to be done and then we have to strategize as to how we want to release it. We don't necessarily want to sell it to a distributor because, mm. you know, we might want to just keep control of it ourselves because we it seems like it has great potential and we might be able to put the money in our pocket instead of the distributor's pocket.
1: Mm, that'd be nice. That'd be
0: nice. I'm not afraid of the dark. But you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left and seen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, here okay let's play a game fairly soon probably have a a a showing at the hollywood theater so the people in the movie can get a chance to see it Hmm. and then a lot of the extras were from clareton my old hometown and they hang out at the american legion there so we might have a a smaller screening there, but the place holds a lot of people. So we did that for Mob Boss and Soul Singer, and we packed the place. So I know they're all dying to see the movie. Yeah, a lot of us are. Yeah, absolutely
1: can't wait. Um, is there anything you would do differently the next time, or would you just fall in with everything you did for this film?
0: Well, this was so much fun, and there was so much really serendipity was. involved. The only thing, if we could have got started shooting early mm-hmm. earlier, because. You know a lot of times you get um uh indian summer i mean it goes excuse me i bumped the mic Sorry. you you uh you you know we were counting on the weather holding out even in december because it has been and it did for a while but mm-hmm. then toward the end it was pretty darn cold and we didn't get all the scenes shot we needed to so uh, why zombies? Can't, zombies can't wear coats. I guess I, mean, I could have written something into where they could wear coats. <laughs> they but, can't but break instead, into a Burlington, like. yeah, right? You know. Well, funny thing, my blood's all coagulated in my arteries, but I'm still, I'm still chilly. Give me a coat. <laughs> well, well it, it, it,
1: we had some cool yeah. weather um when I filmed the the three scenes that one day the cage scene mm-hmm. I don't want to say too much about it, but that what was that what park was that it was nice and foggy it's, there was uh, a nice hillside
0: yeah, all that stuff looks great uh, good the, the good. fog when you know my Gary who pl- Vincent who plays my my dumb nephew security <laughs> guard but we're jogging, that's my boss. We we're jogging be through the fog and that's where the crazy preacher uh played by Russ Steiner, Mm -hmm. who was Johnny in Night of the Living Dead. But Russ plays this crazy preacher that wants to drive a spiked cross through Uncle John's head. (laughs) (laughs) And he's following us through the fog waiting for a chance to get me. (laughs) i guess i won't tell you what happened
1: oh you know we don't want to know not yet that just sounds hilarious Uh, i mean it was fun just showing up i appreciate you giving me the uh, opportunity and of course to record this but i can't wait to hear the end result of the music we just recorded Mm -hmm. here so um you sound great and uh you just told me a real funny story about how you got your confidence back you were you met somebody
0: that's a long story that's a long
1: story but it's kind of funny undercover you met somebody
0: well i i I used to sing in uh, R and B groups in in high school and college, and one of them would have probably we had a manager, and you know we were getting publicized, and in I don't know if you remember Terry Lee, do you remember him, mm. Dave? Anyway, he was probably the top disc jockey, one of the top. Yes, disc I jockeys. do. Yes, I do. They or talk about him on XM around. every now we and then. We were his favorite band, so he even got us to back him up. His group up on on we did we did a harlem nocturne of all things and then he did we backed him up on on an original song that he had i don't even have a copy of it i don't know what happened to it but anyway um so music's always a big part of my films and my life Mm -hmm. you know i'm like neil diamond he has a thing that says you know i got music running through my head Makes me feel like a young bird flying. That's me. I got music running through my head all the time. So this Sandy Wright and her husband, Bob, I was having drinks with them in Chicago at the Days of the Dead convention. And uh, she said, well, what do you do when you're at your table nobody's around? I said, I usually sing to myself. Or I said, this time I was trying to remember the words to... Um, to um, Music of the Night, because I was listening to that by a friend of mine, David Grayson, who's really great. And I'm writing the words that I could remember on a scratch pad, but I could hardly remember them. So she stuck the words in front of my face, called them up on her phone, and I was drunk enough that I... (laughs) And there weren't many people in the bar, and I just started singing it. And and, uh, I only did three or four verses, and these three women come running over, and one of them said, My God! You have a beautiful voice. And they s- sat there and spent the rest of the evening with us at- till one in the morning. And so the next day, I told Gene Clark, who was Big Daddy in Land of the Dead, and we- our tables were side by side, and I told him about it, how much they, they thought I did a really great job in that music of the night. <laughs> so... So then I went to find their table, and Kathleen was the older one. She wasn't that old; she was maybe forty. And Heidi was really pretty, about thirty, I guess. And then there was a younger one; I don't remember her name. But Heidi watched her table, and Kathleen wanted to come over and meet Jean and and look at my display of the stuff I sell at conventions. And I said, "Now, when you when I introduce you to Jean, I already told him that I sang a couple songs last night." Just tell them that I really, really—I sang these couple songs, but I really need some work on my on my singing. And she said, "Well, I can't say that because you don't need any work." So, "And I should know because I'm a vocal coach." <laughs> <laughs> I thought, "Oh man, that really boosted my confidence because I do want to record a couple a couple songs." And, uh, so I, I just got to kick all that. Yeah.
1: Undercover vocal coach. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah, no better <clears throat> way to find out, you know, mm-hmm. but listen, I thank you for your time. Once again, hope to have you back. We'll talk more. Uncle John as a zombie as the time comes, you know, comes around. Um, where can people find you? Uh, do you have, uh, your own site these days or are you just, well, with Uncle yeah, John?
0: I have a uh, John Russo Entertainment mm-hmm. dot com. My Facebook pages are all filled up oh, you yeah. know, with my 5,000 front limit and I have, Hundreds, if not a couple thousand people trying to be friends, and I wish I could accept them, but they have this stupid limit.
1: Really stupid, limit. And
0: then if I get more pages, then I have to try to manage them, you know. Right. I, I don't have the time, so I don't. I just don't know what to do with about that. Just so I'm sorry about that. Yes,
1: he is, and uh, he's very gracious when you meet him at shows. He's got all kinds of stuff on his table. Look for him coming around. Do you have anything coming up?
0: Well, the next one is... Uh, Cinema Wasteland in Strongsville, Ooh, Ohio. That's a favorite. And, and there, it's a Night of the Living Dead uh, re- reunion this year. It's in, it's in the, it's the first weekend in April. We're in the Second weekend, and um, there's a whole bunch of us—about twelve of us—that were involved with Night of the Living Dead. That are going to be there and that's a really excellent convention Yeah, i love
1: that one are you going to have any uh, uncle john merch to sell or you, i know you have the we poster have the I, posters yeah
0: and, but and, the co- and some stills but that's all we have right now we're going to have a slew of stuff
1: okay well you see the folks you got plenty of time to prepare for that to get him to sign one of those posters for you go see him at cinema wasteland you don't want to miss that and uh, anything else in closing
0: I guess that's it.
1: That's it.
0: (laughs) It's (laughs) all she wrote. Thanks a lot, everybody. Oh, absolutely. Thanks, Dave.
1: And thanks for listening, folks. And thank you, John.
0: Nighttime sharpens, hastens each sensation. Darkness stirs and wakes imagination. silently the senses abandon their defenses slowly surely night unfurls its splendor grasp it sense it tremulous and tender Open up your mind, let your fantasies unwind in this darkness which you know you cannot fight the darkness of the music of the night. Sounds like I was in the wrong key, but that's I don't I mean. think so. No <laughs> that's a wrap,
1: <laughs> folks. <laughs> Till next time. <laughs> Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert.
0: And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound.
1: Together we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks.
0: Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing Today.
1: Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, I got this thing. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. Touchdown! On this show, we come to humanize... Athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time. On Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric Acid. Electric acid.